Welcome everybody to this month's uh, monthly roundup. Uh, this month we have a great topic, uh, media-wise unity and diversity, social media and polarization. Um, and I've, we've lined up a great panel for us today. Uh, we've got Val Clark, who's uh, originally from New Zealand, um, but is living in England. Uh, Mike Stevens was also from New Zealand, uh, living in Sweden, and Alex, who's from Northern Ireland, living in Northern Ireland. Um, we were talking about the fact that polarization, um, we've got three people from the other pole, so we definitely are set to go talking about polarization today. Um, so we're going to uh, kick off with you, Val, just sharing some of the thoughts that you picked up uh, listening to all this stuff this month. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, I thought there was some very deep and wonderful and thought-provoking stuff. So Miranda was talking about discipleship, spiritual formation, and thinking of it in the context of social media is a lifelong journey. And um, I recently prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I want to be learning till the day I die, because I think we'll never, God is God. And... Um, there's just so much to learn and we can, I, we'll never know until we know and see him face to face. And um, so that provoked that and it also provoked the thought in my mind that as evangelicals, I wonder if there's in us that we have more of the truth than other parts of the body of Christ. Yeah. So when it comes to um, social media, that we come from an attitude unwittingly of, of arrogance and not listening as well as we should. Um, <clears throat> I loved Annetta mentioning about close friendships and being able to talk honestly and openly with respect and love. And I've certainly found that. But I think there are conversations I would like to have in a bigger group, but I wouldn't feel necessarily confident to do that and to discuss some provocative, possibly provocative issues. Um, and I think we need to be uh, YWAM, a culture where we can talk about the, the things that are difficult that we're having to face and look at that are happening in the world. Um, respect and love, yes. So if there's controlling leadership, that was one thought that came to my mind, or eldership. Um, <clears throat> there has to be a fear base possibly in that. And so it doesn't release easy conversation about some of the difficult mm -hmm. situations. And um, then Scott's, Scott's article, which I found very good, but it just gave the thought that Jesus gave dignity to the individual. Thinking of the woman taken in adultery, even though he said to her, go, sin no more, she had dignity. The same with the woman at the well. When you think she went off saying, come see the man who told me everything I ever did. The shame had gone. The dignity was mm -hmm. there. But we don't, I don't think we know the full conversation. And I think. Um, yes, we can demonize one another with social media rather than seeing the dignity of the individual. 
Rebecca's um, article and time conversation, I thought if Rebecca's listening, I would love to just sit at your feet, <laughs> Rebecca, because I think that you are studying and looking deeply into mm. how mm. relevant are we, and I would love to learn because I think, yes, we are relevant in some respects, but I think we're only a fragment of the body of Christ. We're only a portion. Mm. We hold, we, we have a commission, we have a call, we have a place that's unique and special, but it's not the whole picture. And um, I just feel Rebecca had a lot, has a lot to teach us. That's great. Thanks, Phil. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Rebecca was amazing on the lounge. Um, and one of the things that she said that stood out to me was we're not um, like when we're on social media, we're not actually listening to the other person to learn from them. Yeah, we just we just we want to get our point across. We want to be right. Um, and I think, Mike, what you had to say, have to say about social media is, is, is along those lines. And I think it's really important to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, there were so many nuggets or diamonds in, in the material from this month that it was a lot to go through. But, yeah, I was thinking social media, um, one thing that... Um, uh, was mentioned about being, Ineta mentioned about being an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. One of the dangers that we don't often don't realize with social media is that we are the product. Facebook is free. Instagram is free. Twitter's free. All these things are free. But what are they selling? Where are they making their money? They're making the money from me because I'm the product that they're selling. And so what do they do to make me stay there longer? And a lot of that is their algorithms and their algorithms are very much um, around this whole thing of what I like, they'll give me more of what I like. And then they'll put in ads with it and they're trying to get me to click through. And the things that I don't really like or agree with because I haven't interacted with it, that sinks to the bottom. And it means that in the news flood that we get, we're only seeing what is actually what we like. And so we have this great confirmation bias and we think that everybody's thinking the same as me. And then suddenly something will come out of it and they think, oh, who are you? You're crazy, you know, because this is not what everybody else thinks. And we can so easily get polarized by that. Um, an interesting movie to watch that was on Netflix was called The Social Dilemma. Um, Dilemma wrote this book called arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now by Jared Lanier and he was a guy that was uh, working for Atari he was involved in the pioneering of virtual reality and he's just really it's it's quite fascinating reading in here and seeing how much we are being manipulated by the systems and we don't even know we're being manipulated by the systems and you know, as Christians, are we really seeking the truth and knowing the truth, or are we being read down, led down rabbit holes and being sucked into things that are mostly true, but not fully true? And are we seeking the truth? And as Rebecca was talking about dialogue, sitting at the table in Amsterdam, 
and having lunch together okay in COVID times we don't do that so much but do we spend time together to just thrash out and discuss and listen to each other um scott's article you know he finished scott's article finished with the prayer of saint francis yeah lord make me an instrument of your peace where it is hatred let me bring love where it is offense let me bring pardon where is discord let me bring union let there is where there's error let me bring truth so often we want to bring the truth because we know the truth mm. yeah and as johnny said in in the one of the things that and i've been guilty of this too is i'm right and i want to prove myself right and you know, this is it but that's not what jesus would do and how do we go mildly and meekly bringing correction bringing truth but not in an aggressive way and so much what we've been seeing in social media is this aggression and where we don't have the love we don't have the grace we don't have the peace and we don't listen because we're wanting to prove a point so you know we just need to i think even as this book of jared sometimes even taking a break because you know there is a real world out there there's real people that need to hear about jesus and i'm finding even now i'm spending less and less time on social media because i've got better things to do yeah that's great that's great yeah I think I was reminded um, just now as you were speaking about the truth and um, like I kind of don't even really trust social media anymore. Um, and I was like sharing before we started, uh, like there was a fire in Cape Town and I mm. uh, at my university um, and the the building caught on fire that's right in the middle of the university. And I didn't believe it because I thought, oh, this must be social media because how could this fire have caused this? But unfortunately, it was true. But in the beginning, I just didn't believe it because I just don't believe that there's anything true on social media anymore. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I really enjoyed um, the Scott's article just to kind of wrestle with that. Like, do we engage? Do we not engage? How do we do this? Um, and I think you had some good thoughts on, on uh, like how to deal with social media, Alex, as well. Uh, yeah, um, there's been a lot of good things have been said, and it's a very complex topic. You know, it's very relevant and very divisive, I would say, as well. Um, even though we're talking about polarization, like even the topic of social media is a polarizing topic. Um, and, I, you know, I, I do think I, I do enjoy social media, and I do think it's very useful in many ways, mm. um, and especially in terms of networking and you know, keeping in touch with friends and, you know, I suppose even like advertising things that we do and that kind of thing. Um, um, but where I think maybe um, it's not so good is when we are kind of part of the problem of, you know, the culture wars and, you know, part of adding to the polarization in society um, and adding our voices to, you know, political kind of, controversy or theological controversy um i often think that generally has a negative impact on mm. our own relationships on our own friendships families ywam communities um usually those kind of topics don't do any good when we you know make it public um all of these arguments and that kind of thing um 
one of the resources I found useful was um, Anita Lansdowne. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, Ineta, maybe. Um, but yeah, how to walk hand in hand when you don't see eye to eye. And I thought she finished the article really strongly. Um, and I'm just going to quote her. She says, if we will not do the hard and slow work of cultivating shalom or peace in the community of brothers and sisters in Christ, friends and colleagues, what makes us think that we will be able to cultivate it in the public spaces? Um, and when I read that, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that hits that hits home, you know, um, you know, we we can often try to teach people on social media or, you know, um, you know, put our views across. Um, but maybe maybe our own communities, our own families, our own friendships are aren't being torn apart, but you know, we we can try to be we can try to be peacemakers on on Facebook, you know, but you know, what is our own relationships like and where do we need to bring reconciliation and conflict resolution and challenging to our own, you know, personal real real life interactions um and i think that's something i've been kind of irritated by you know um recently even just with lockdown and the pandemic um so many of our relationships are online almost you know and um but but i i know that we are so much more than our kind of public profile our public persona and usually there are public persona our public profile is a very shallow, you know, version of our real selves and our real relationships are much more rich. And, um, and I'm really happy when I can have a personal interaction with the people I see on social media, um, because it can be so easy to just write people off or demonize them when you just see what they post. Um, but when you actually have real interactions with them, you actually see, ah, oh, these are actually cool people and we have so much in common and you know we can get on we can we can go and have fun together but if you just observe what people put online then you can really think oh these these people are terrible or they're so arrogant or they're so you know um they're always just trying to make themselves look great or something you know um but yeah that's kind of some of my kind of thoughts i guess Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That's great. I think just you, you made me think about um, what Miranda was talking about in the sort of discipleship communication, like um, making sure that when we're communicating, we're doing it in that idea of actually, you know, these people are information and they're, they need, you know, they, they're also your, your, your information and their information. And we're all kind of heading towards becoming more like Jesus. Um, and then, uh, and, and she mentions like hospitable communication um, and then courageous communication. And I think that was so good because sometimes there is a time where we do need to have some sort of communication with somebody about it posted on social media, um, maybe challenge them in some way. I don't know that it needs to be on social media <laughs> necessarily. Um, but in that way, the if, if you're doing it on the, you know, they, they might not hear you if you're just doing it on their post. 
But if there's something that needs to be confided or shared, or as a leader, like if you're leading someone who's posted something that you're like, oh my gosh, why did they post that? You know, there's there 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 has to be ways that we as leaders can communicate with them and disciple them in in ways to be better and cleverer and wiser on social media, um, mm. in whatever way or form that takes. And I think that was something that I I really took away. I think from what Miranda was saying, like it's a part of a process. Um, but it's because social media is such a big thing nowadays. It's it's a big part of the process. Um, so. Yeah. Yep. Does anyone have anything to add or, or thoughts okay. after that? Bring bring the truth and love, not just bring the truth. Amen. That's great, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think as well with that, you know, with those kind of public like threads that it's, I remember, I think it was maybe Johnny in the, in the talk with um, Rebecca Koenig had mentioned, you know, not saying something on social media that you wouldn't say to that person face to face. And I think that's true and that's good, but I think I would go further than that um, because it's not just about that person you're speaking to on social media. It's the other 300 people who are watching that conversation, but not saying anything or just rolling their eyes, you know, and maybe not saying something to that person, but also not saying something to any of those people who you would, who would be watching that conversation. Um, I think we need to be, even taking it further in that sense of um, maybe bringing those conversations completely off a public, you know, platform and just having them privately um, might be a better way of doing that. Mm, Exactly. And even, yeah, I just, as you're saying, I was thinking this thing of private messaging people. Well, you know, in the quality of messaging and with the, the tools that we got available with zoom and with all these other things why not do a video call to each other you know and call this person and actually look at them face to face if we can't be together but let's let's have a talk in real time in real life and then i think you can share the heart a little better than just in a uh, little text window no that's so true that's so true yes Words can be misunderstood and um, they don't necessarily convey, yes, the heart or, and, and somebody else can receive it quite in a, quite a different way than it was sent. Exactly. I mean, I always, yeah. like, as a leader, like, when you're writing an email to someone, you need to be aware that they don't know the tone of the email. And that's even mm. worse on social media. Like, you, it's much better to do it either face-to-face if you ha- can or with a video call or a, if, if not on a phone, mm. because the tone is like you said, they don't hear the heart behind it. Um, and it's so dangerous on social media because they just think that you're attacking them. Totally. And I think one of the reasons why I care, I'm caring about this so much is the idea of us being missional, you know, as YWAM. Um, and, you know, one of the beauties of YWAM, I think is how we can relationally connect with people through them joining a DTS or, a program where an outreach we can you know slowly get to know each other and we can you know they can learn what we believe and how we live and those kinds of things and it's like a natural process um but when we're you know it, when we're doing stuff on social media we're often maybe potentially turning people off you know mm. before they ever enter our doors because they can pin us you know they can say oh this person's you know this side or that side and you know, we're actually destroying relationships that we never 
have been able to make or we're you know we're putting strain on friendships that exist or people who've been through our programs before um because we're not actually having that real interaction and it's it's become just something that people put each other in boxes and they, and they write each other off and you know i think i'm sometimes frustrated by that idea that we are not we're we're losing that kind of missional approach because you know we're being so visible on social media and maybe you know damaging those relationships that's so cool and not forgetting that sometimes we forget that nothing ever gets deleted on the internet mm-hmm. and what we write in haste may come back and and bite us in the backside after two or three or five years because so many times i mean even if you look okay somebody made a tweet and they deleted the tweet but that was screen captured by somebody and it was published again five years later this is what this politician said back then and it's not so nothing is ever deleted so we have to i think be cautious of what is edifying what is the what is the witness of what we're saying and as alex was saying it's you know, what are we saying for, for kingdom and whose glory is getting out of what we're saying? Exactly. That's great, Mike. And I think on that note, we need to end off this time. But yeah, just remember that everything that you say on social media should be reflecting whose kingdom you are living for. Amen. So see you next time. Bless you guys. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Yeah. And yes, thank, thank you, you guys. Cheers. Thank Bye. you.